Worshiping, honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ. Worshiping, serving, celebrating together. For those of you that are connoisseurs of purpose statements, you're like, that kind of sounds like a purpose statement that I remember. Well, that's because we took Wooddale's purpose statement and added four words. Over the next eight Sundays, we're going to fulfill, in part, the objective that was approved last February. What is true about Timberwood? Renewing our commitment to the things that we said were true in the beginning and that continue to be true today. You'll hear over the next eight weeks things about outreach and spiritual formation and leadership. You'll, think you'll hear things about worship one and serve one, about giving and about our history. It's taking the time and putting some thought, putting some reflection. It's reminding and then it's acting. What happens at Timberwood Church is not complex. <laughs> I always love people that are like, oh, we're doing church in a brand new way. We're not. What we're doing has been done over a couple thousand years. We gather. We celebrate the Lord's Day. We, we sing songs and we tell stories of faith and we preach from the Bible. It's decidingly not cutting edge. It's the old, old story to quote our friend Rich and the plain old truth that grows dear every day. And so we come to do that. We try to do so in a compelling way, right? Faithful to the call of Christ, faithful to the biblical record. We want to be relevant to life and dependent on the Holy Spirit. Faithful to the call of Christ. This idea, the purpose of Timberwood Church is to honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ, worshiping, serving, celebrating together. This idea of honoring God, right? It's, it's, Jesus is asked, what is the most important thing? Okay, Matthew chapter 22. And, and he responds, he responds and says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So there's love of God, there's love of neighbor, there's love of self. But it starts with God. It starts with God few years into the whole game, we had these little God First bracelets. Uh, God First is an annual objective. I don't know if you still wear bracelets these days, but if you do, here's one for you. We can even play like this. Oh, that was, it's not going to hurt. At any rate, so this idea of putting God first, this idea of honoring God, this idea of engaging a mindset to like reflect on the reality of who God is in our life and to reflect on the reality of what God is doing in our midst. We start with honoring God. It's where the discussion starts. Honoring God, loving God, engaging with God, dependent on God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ. Making more disciples. You see Jesus' words in Matthew 28, verses 18, 19, and 20. Some of the last words that he has. He says, go into the world and make disciples, baptizing and teaching, and lo, I will be with you until the very end end of the age. It's intriguing, okay, if you read Matthew 28, okay, in verse 10, the first go happens to a group of women who are told to go and proclaim that he has risen from the dead. And then a few verses later, uh, an incident that happens just a little bit later in time, go and make disciples. A disciple is someone who follows God, 
Are you a disciple? Am I a disciple? Great question to ask. Do we follow God? A disciple is someone who starts to follow and then continues to follow. Sometimes we can encounter individuals who will start to follow, but then they don't continue, right? A few weeks ago, we talked about the reality that if you're non-practicing, then you're not, right? Make disciples. The idea that we want to engage with people in a powerful way and introduce them to Jesus Christ and have them, have us, start to follow and continue to follow. The purpose of Timberwood Church is to honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ, worshiping, serving, celebrating together. Here's where we got really creative with the Wooddale Church purpose statement. Worshiping, serving, creating, celebrating together. This first idea of worshiping. Ideas of worshiping God, of honoring God, of loving God, these are somewhat not distinct things. They, they overlap, right? They're, they're shades, okay? And they, they are all interrelated. The reality, okay? Jesus uh, is uh, early in his ministry. He's in the desert, okay? He's promised all these things in an encounter with Satan. He's offered temporal power to change stones into bread, He's offered to use his positional to, in a way, that is not what God would have him do. And then finally, in an intriguing statement, okay, he's offered the world. Satan says, this has all been given to me. I'll give it to you. Now, whether Satan is deluding himself or making a truthful statement, it's an intriguing thing that is said, and Christ says no. I worship God and serve him only. Worshiping. Serving. Celebrating. Together. Serving. One of the hallmarks of the life of Timberwood Church has been we are a group of people who love to serve and engage in service. If you're here for one of the first times, know that there is this long tradition, this long history in which we value service. It's a way for us to serve God. It's a way for us to serve one another, both a vertical relationship with God of the universe. We, in essence, demonstrate our followership by our action. Again, a non-practicing isn't serving. We serve one another. There's this intriguing story, right? Jesus talks about the reality and and how even a, a, a tiny act of service can make a difference. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 42, he talks about if you take a cup of cold water and give it to someone in the name of Jesus, you'll in no way lose your reward. I mean, of all the statements that can be made, of all the confidence one can have that one is going to heaven, this one seems like one of the easier ones to do. We have cold water in the gathering space this morning, every morning. You could go grab a cup, offer it to someone else in the name of Jesus, and go, woohoo, going to heaven. Yeah, really? That's what Christ says. Now, maybe a bit more to it than that, but but the essence of service. It's one of the thing, reasons why we engage with an organization like Bridges of Hope. 
One of the reasons why you might contemplate helping out at the bridge on 7th, serving each other and serving God. Celebrating, worshiping, serving, celebrating. We chose the word celebrating because having fun doesn't sound good in a purpose statement. Like it doesn't have the solemnity that you would need in a, in a time where, where it's a weighty matters, right? So celebrating was substitute for having fun. And this is one of the ones that's most important for me because 20 years ago when we got this whole thing off the ground, I was like, if we can't have fun, let's shut it down before it starts. There ought to be a pervasive sense of joy as you walk into the space. There ought to be this excitement that you feel. There's cacophony of sound that exists out in the gathering space and music and all of the things that lift the spirit that buoy the hearts. Luke 15, 24, Jesus tells the story of the prodigal son coming home and the father throwing this grand and glorious celebration. The fatted calf is killed, just this grand celebration. Psalm 100, enter the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Celebrating means that I want to have fun. Now, there's also times where there's heaviness, right? And we get that. There's times that demand a more sober posture. But we want to have this default position that if we are followers of Jesus Christ, disciples, actively engaging then there ought to be this pervasive sense of joy that is visible. We ought to come with a smile on our face. Worshiping, serving, celebrating together. Community. The author of Hebrews talks about that we should spur one another on to love and good deeds, to not give up the habit of meeting together as some do. Being together is incredibly important. The person that says that they can worship God on a Sunday morning by themselves, okay, I I get it if that's the way it has to be. But for me, that's quiet time. That's alone time. That's not this. You, You can't replicate this by yourself. I can't replicate this when I'm on my own. Not to say that alone time with God isn't incredibly important to me. No, it's more important to me because I got this little bit of an introvert vibe going on. And I just like, okay, enough people. But you can't replicate this by yourself. You can't replicate the value of sitting knee to knee on a Wednesday night in a discussion group talking about what Jesus said in Luke. You can't replicate the value by yourself that happens when your kids show up and are part of student ministries or part of the children's ministries. This is our purpose. It's what we're about. It's more important than perhaps anything else that we will do or say to honor God by making more disciples for Jesus Christ Worshiping, serving, celebrating together. We renew our commitment to these ideas 
and mechanisms of outreach and spiritual formation leadership. It's about taking the thought and time necessary to, to reflect, to remind, and then to act. What we do isn't complex. It's not cutting edge. It's repeating the old, old story. We sing songs of faith. We tell stories. We preach from the Bible. We baptize. We remember in communion. And we try to do so in a compelling way, faithful to the call of Jesus, relevant to life, dependent on the Holy Spirit. And above all, we anchor our belief and our practice and the execution thereof in the words of Jesus Christ. In a few moments, Lee is going to provide thought and leadership, directing us to the authority of Jesus in our lives and to the book that is chiefly written with his story in mind. We understand that, right? The authority over our lives doesn't come from someone standing on stage. It's not me, it's not Lee, it's not Amy, it's not Eric, it's not Amanda, it's not Matthew. The authority that we submit to and invite all of our lives to be under is Jesus. The authority is found in Jesus. And we are simply repeating, reminding what he said. In some ways, joining the Holy Spirit in his work. Lee will provide thought, leadership. There will be a time of silence, a corporate prayer asking for forgiveness. The words will be on the screen. We can say them together. You can pray them silently, whatever is most comfortable for you. The words find their basis in the greatest commandment, to love God, to love neighbor, to love self. And then Lee will act as Jesus commanded in John 20, 23, and tell you about forgiveness of sins. And then we can participate in the Lord's Supper. Mechanically, we invite you to walk up rows two and four, we invite you to move back to your seats in one, three, and five. There are six stations today. You can choose to use be served or self-serve. If you're unable to walk forward, just gently raise your hand. We will come and serve you. If you want to be served, hold your hands like this. If you want to self-serve, put your hands at your side. I like the idea of, of the juice with the bread in the hand, feeling the weight I imagine Jesus saying, do this in remembrance of me. There will be a period of silence, and then the band will build, and vocals will enter, and we will end with this song, I never want to go back. A strong statement of our commitment to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Please pray with me. Father, we ask that you prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts as we renew our commitment to the things that I believe you gave us in a unique way 20 years ago. But more than that, Father, preparing our hearts and to renew our commitment 
to something that you gave us 2,000 years ago. Encourage our followership. Encourage our ability to be commit to and be a disciple of Jesus. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.